Hey guys, welcome to season two, episode one of That Damn Wall. My name's Anna. If we haven't met before, I'm really glad you've joined me. In this episode, it will be a recording with John Toms. Now, let me just say, we laughed so much when we filmed this episode. We kept hitting the table with our hands, and when we did that, a connection came loose from the recording. So the audio isn't that great, but the content is. So make sure that you watch it to the end or listen to it, depending on how you're listening to the podcast. I hope it's really helpful for you. This this episode, we're talking about authenticity, staying fully connected and being fully present, enjoying and being comfortable in your own skin. It's a journey that I've gone on. It's a journey John's gone on. And we're so excited to be able to release our story. And I hope it helps you. Enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to season two, episode one of That Damn Wall. It is so good to be back. I'm back with Mr. John Toms. You may recognise him and his voice from season, season one. one. <laughs> back. I'm on video this time. Here we are, in the flesh. Um, it's been a while since we've had um, an episode, and I've just taken some time over the last six months, um, I guess, to just recap and recover from what a year. I mean, 2020, 2021. It's been a year. It's been one heck of a year. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but for me, it's definitely been a time to take stock and reflect and um, and put those boundaries in place to just recover a bit. How was it for you? How's it been for you? Um, I've had moments of being grateful for it. Like, I can see the benefits of what the year's done for us, but it's, I mean, it's not been the best year of my life. Um, but yeah, definitely ups, definitely downs, and so much time to look internally again. So yeah. I have been grateful for that. Because I think with that stuff, it's so helpful. I mean, if you guys know John at all, um, it, we both love to talk about emotional health and we both love to keep checking in on how we're doing. But I think as well, the problem, what I found with this year is too much of that time. Mm-hmm. I just get in the pits about it and comparison creeps in and especially a year I was saying to John earlier, a year where social media is more at our fingertips than ever because we have, we're just at home and it's easier to be, it's more accessible, I think, whereas at work, it's a bit more bounded, isn't it? And so, or like on a Zoom screen, you're seeing yourself and there's more of this self time, which is good, but also really hard. Um, so I guess we, in this podcast, we're just going to chat. We're just going to catch up and chat and talk about our, our breakthroughs as well as points of contest, really. I mean, what would you say has been your biggest breakthrough this year? Do you have one? Gosh, yeah. Yeah, let me just check my list. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a few. Yeah, the <laughs> We've spent a long time trying not to giggle while doing this, by the way, so just bear with us. We're, like, really serious. <laughs> yeah, I know, we're still too serious, but... <laughs> it's either that side or the, the, or the other. Um, yeah, I think I'm always great. It's weird, because I'm always grateful for hard times once I've come out the other yeah, end yeah. of them. Like, during them, it's horrific. I'm just like, why am I here in the pit again? Yeah. But from my past and from my experiences, I know that when you get through it, like, joy is on the other side. Yeah. And joy, I believe, is always accessible. Yeah. So I think moving through the hard times, horrible. Can't recommend it to anyone. Yeah. But, as in being in the hard times, yeah. sorry. But moving through them and getting to the other side, it's amazing. Like, it's yeah. amazing what we can do when we really push in to those testing times and those painful times and when we learn to process pain when we learn to be vulnerable when we learn to reach out like those are the moments where you yeah. get your breakthrough yeah um so i think for me it's been having to do that a lot more on my own massive extrovert similar to you really like to be around people so when i was told i had to isolate i was like this is terrible yeah it's so <laughs> triggered it really yeah. triggered me for sure and for me it brought up loads of stuff like my biggest fear was growing up was being forgotten and I'd realised that loads of that just comes comes from an, an insecurity that I was forgettable. Mm. But I, we're not. And I think, going for me anyway, lockdown one, going in, I was just so triggered. And I was like, actually, as painful as that was at the time, like you're saying, when you go through it, 
you're then like actually you, there's real beauty in that because when you when you get through to the other side and you've worked on it and you've processed it and not hidden away from it mm. and I think in particularly lockdown one it was easier to hide because we didn't know how long we'd been in it for yeah, and then as we carried on going it's like oh, I might as well face this I went back into therapy in lockdown one <laughs> did you <laughs> yeah still in it now. yeah same. <laughs> um, yeah I mean and I'm grateful for that you know? yeah like, I think anyone being told like the whole world's been told to do the opposite of what we were created to do so we were created yes. for connection and our governments have been like you're going to have the opposite of that this year like you're going to have no ability to connect in person um, on a regular basis you're going to be in isolation and I'm not saying I was against that it was a great yeah. idea we didn't want to catch COVID but we were created for connection we were created for each other and we need these moments and finally we can be back and um in, in these moments of actually being yeah. in the same house and things now that things have eased um, a little bit so it's it's you're, I think the reason it was so hard mentally is because you're being told the opposite of what you were created to do yes. and that was yeah. really hard for me mentally because it's mm-hmm. like well I know what my needs are I've spent <clears throat> like my 20s trying to work out who I am mm-hmm. what I need as a person what I can give as a person and then suddenly all that's stripped away yeah. so suddenly the the John that knows how to live like a healthy life as it were yes. it's not an option yeah and you just, how do you even live that like for you how was it how was that? How did you get to a point then where you where you could be healthy in a place that felt counter? So, I mean, incredibly grateful for my relationship with God because, I mean, that's all I had in, in moments. Because I, I mean, I lived with one other person, um, but, I mean, there was times in the first intense lockdown, you just weren't seeing people on a regular basis. And for me, that is just not the one. Like, yeah. it's really not. So I think I've lent on God even more than ever. Um, and I've always had that relationship with him consistently but then practically speaking trying to connect with other people it was things like FaceTimes and Zooms mm-hmm. which to be honest I don't feel super connected on that I need yeah, to see same. people yeah. um, but I guess I've su- surprised myself with the resilience and I think we've all done amazingly yeah. well and if you're watching this like you've done so well like, you've just gone through gone through an absolute global pandemic <laughs> and you're through like the other side like we're on the other side of it now hopefully yeah. um, so I'm actually quite proud of myself I don't know what my breakthrough was. I think that's what you asked me. But I do feel proud of myself because it's like you've just gone through something really hard. Well, I think that is the breakthrough because I think we were saying earlier when we were chatting about this, as a culture in the UK particularly, it's the classic thing of the stiff upper lip. And so I think for a a nation, our breakthrough has been facing this stuff and having to to sit in that. Mm. That in itself is a breakthrough because otherwise we'd be like, come on, make do it, let's get on with it, let's cut for the NHS and then push it down. But actually we've had to face difficult conversations with our families or our housemates or been uncomfortable with society and we were talking about how social media has really ramped up during this time and I was thinking yesterday the beauty of things like TikTok is it's so brought out creativity like especially with the with the young people it's Mm -hmm. like we're not I don't think we're young people anymore (laughs) we can't even work it but it's yeah we young in heart um (laughs) long in the tooth (laughs) but i think it's brought out so much creativity but the downside of it is that's when comparison can creep in and there are so many perfectionism how things are done how we're presented and this whole thing about i did a podcast last season about wearing the mask and how it's so ironic Mm. that it's like you leave the house don't forget your mask and how almost my whole story anyway has I used to wear the mask be seen how I how I thought people wanted to see me and although it's I'm talking about this a metaphorical mask obviously there are benefits of us wearing masks but I mean what are we hiding behind and um, what's the thing that we're putting up to the world and 
for me in social media I've really struggled with the fact that so many filters have come out and it's like look this type of way when we're already struggling enough as we are and I think we were then we were, we've just been reflecting on the different platforms for example TikToks have come out or Clubhouse and I was re- I mean for me one of my breakthroughs was Clubhouse like, I really struggled when that first came out of like using my voice I, I really believe that God wants to use um, everyone's what everyone's got something to say but then this thing struck up in me of what if it's not good enough what if I'm not heard what what if the platform isn't like did you what are your thoughts on that yeah I find uh, social media gosh I find it exhausting in many ways like I love yeah. it I'm obviously on it all the time you can yeah. tell like pretty much screen time <laughs> yeah screen time exposing um, so there's definitely elements of me absolutely loving it but I am really trying to be the most authentic version of myself in life in general like that's yeah. an aim in my life that's a goal in my life to become the most authentic version of John yes it's very hard to do it on social media yeah. um, and especially with the comparison I feel like I'm very different on social media to how it should be run in, yeah. in a sense I, like I if you want to me. be successful yeah. on social media I'm probably never going to be that because you have to put filters on I don't want to put filters on yeah. like and I, the reason I don't want to do that is because it's lying to myself and it's lying to my audience. So I don't yes. want to see the audience. I don't want to show the audience a fake version of yeah. myself. Like I want to show them the most real self as possible. Yeah. So if I'm putting a filter over my pasty English skin, it's just lying. It's like, this is the colour of my skin. Like, yes, I can make myself look a bit more tanned, but I don't particularly want to do that. So it's not kind to me. It's not kind to you. So that's like a simple thing I do. And then I'm just not the best at like editing videos. I'm not the best at like writing the best caption so I just feel exhausted by it yeah, constantly I'm like yeah. I'm just going to be the best version of me but there's this constant pressure to be better to yeah. make your page look better it needs to be aesthetically yeah, pleasing yeah. it needs to have the best fonts consistent fonts I can't remember the font they used yesterday to today so they're never going to match <laughs> yes yeah, so. um, sorry that was a bit of a no I think that's got me thinking though because like we're we're very similar, aren't we, in yeah. lots of ways. You're leaning off camera there. Just oh come on, gosh, come on I'm keen to be seen, Two meter gap. Sorry. <laughs> but, fully in the scene. I'm like backing out of this podcast. I'm done See you later. <laughs> but I think, like, we're two people that are quite similar. We're both extroverts. Um, but in the sense of we present ourselves. I mean, yeah, I'm doing this podcast, so I've literally got a stain on my jumper. You can see the ring light in the background. But, and I'm not saying the way that we do things is perfect. I do not use my social media very well at mm. all. But... I, I guess something that what I'm trying to get at is how do we become more authentic on social media how do we stay true to ourselves how do we not take like for me I'm so sporadic with it like if I'm feeling something I'll post it if I'm not I just I can't be bothered and how do we have a healthy relationship with social media gosh that's a big question well I think whilst staying connected in a pandemic yeah I think it's I think it's doing that check before like why am I posting this like why have I just posted that yeah, what's um, this feeding? Yeah, what's that feeding? Is that feeding my ego? Is that feeding feeding my need for affirmation? Is that yeah. feeding my um, am I what am I trying to get likes or views or shares or whatever yeah. like whatever you're keen to have? So I think it's having that check before. Like, is this actually going to benefit other people? Yeah. Um. So that's the check I try and do. Like, I can. I mean, people seem to find me funny here and there. So I'm like, okay, let's let's post a funny video because yeah. they they seem to enjoy that. Yeah. Like, if I can make someone laugh and smile for the day, then that's great. <laughs> yeah. That's just me being myself. But I'm not going to do that at the at the um. What's the word? Cost. Yeah, the cost yeah. of my authenticity. Yeah. So I'm not going to put something out there that's not me. So yeah. if I can be me and make someone laugh, that is a win. That's an absolute win, because I'm being the best version of myself and it's making someone laugh. What an absolute bonus. With that though, I mean, we, <coughs> we both studied at ministry school in California and that's very much encouraging it being me. But I remember yeah. when I was in my 20s, I, 
I would say the biggest gift that I have now, which I genuinely never thought I'd be able to say, was I'm actually comfortable in my own skin. Mm. And that is a gift because I used to be so uncomfortable. I felt like I was in a different body. I just did not feel connected to myself. So I think it's quite easy for us to now sit here and yes. say, just be me. But I think a lot of people watching this could be like, yeah. what? that's quite risky. Yeah. Like, what if, I, what if that's not accepted? Mm -hmm. So how do we, how do we, what would you say is a first step for us to be me that's for us to be ourselves because that's a big risk for yeah. some people like yeah that's that's really good actually because yeah people might not have context for this but i would say we both put in the work and are continuing to put in the work yeah. so from our stories that we've shared and um shared experiences like yeah. we've been through similar journeys of becoming yeah. ourselves yeah. and i think life is about becoming the best version of yourself and i think god did an amazing job when he created that <laughs> sorry i'm laughing that's because... an absolute cat I'm my cat's crawling on the um, scratch face. If you can hear, that's just uh, what's he called again? Bubba. Bubba. I called him Cuthbert, but what's that? Like... <laughs> when Bubba goes for a drink, it sounds like he's doing last rounds doing... at the pub. Yeah, literally. Last, they get me an absolute beer. <laughs> I don't even drink beer. I don't like that. <laughs> get me the communion one. Yeah, I'll get you one. Um, a gin and John. A gin and John. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I was on an absolute. Sorry, preach, you were. <laughs> Back to me. <laughs> and back to me. Um, so I was saying, we both went on similar journeys. We've yeah. been out to ministry school. So, I'm, so what I'm saying is I guess we've both gone on this journey of like facing ourselves, yeah. like face, facing the inner inner beings of ourselves, seeing the stuff yeah. we don't like, seeing yeah. the stuff we need to work on. Oh, and that's what I was saying. God did an amazing job when he created us. But we as yeah. humans, we are so imperfect. We're always going to be imperfect. So if you're seeing this invisible line, in fact, it's not even that invisible. Like the line for perfection is thrown in our face all the time. It's yeah. like up here. It's impossible. Yeah. We will never yeah. get to perfection. So I think for me, it's realizing I am so imperfect. Like I look imperfect. My emotional health is imperfect. My mental health is imperfect. My character is imperfect. It always is going to be. Mm. But my love from God, and that's where yeah. I get my affirmation. That's where I get my whole identity is in God. Um, he's always going to love me for who I am because yeah. we don't work for our love we don't perform for our love we don't yeah. need to earn our love from God so that gives me such a peace in my own life <clears throat> that everything else is just me getting to go on this fun journey of like how can I become the best version of John yeah. like how can I become the most authentic and I don't need to do that for anyone's approval um, because I, that's not what I need yeah. to work for so. I think that's a good point because I think so many don't just cut you off then no I was, done. <laughs> I was like where am I going to go after this please <laughs> cut me off <laughs> Well, I was just thinking about that performance culture and I think even in school we were taught to perform well what are your grades what are you and so then when we come out of that we're still in this environment of like of achieving perfection like you say which we're never going to and so it can be uncomfortable sometimes to sit in that place when you've had a bad day had a bad thought had a bad conversation it's just yeah. not gone to plan to sit in that place of like I'm so loved as I am because I think it's quite rare for us particularly in like the secular world mm. for that to be a thing but actually I remember someone saying to me in California shame makes a mockery of the cross and it really challenged me because it's basically saying Jesus didn't pay enough mm. um, for your for your love and so I think for us to be us is also for us to be an acceptance of ourselves that we're not perfect and that's absolutely fine but like you said Jesus is mm -hmm. and so we can sit in that place of like I remember Abby Stumber actually in America saying mm. um, she used to walk into school there was a season where she'd walk into ministry school and just be like, God, would you clothe me in your glory? I'm so imperfect. Mm -hmm. I just want to be clothed in you. And it just takes that pressure off if you've had a bad day, if you're having a bad lockdown. I've been like, oh, there's just so much grace. And yeah. I think the fear is that we'll abuse that grace. But if we know it's from a place of being loved by God, mm -hmm. it's not abuse of it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think 
and it is exhausting trying to be perfect and I found myself slipping into that again and again in lockdown because I think shame shame's just the worst yeah. like, it's, it's the absolute it's worst if you're ever hearing lots of like shoulds in your head yes. like come on John you should be doing this you should be doing that yeah. like, should is so often shame isn't it yes. and shame will tell you you're not enough like shame is I am not enough like yeah. that's basically what it is so every time you're telling yourself you're not enough you're going to be striving to be mm-hmm. enough where actually if we can just get to that place of relaxing into our authentic selves and knowing that we're enough as soon as we get out of bed in the morning it's like John you're doing your very best like stop trying to be something you're not it's exhausting and it is I've got Malteser in my mouth I had a cheeky Malteser in the break (laughs) a little break when the camera stopped talking I feel like I'm like trying to get out of my teeth Um, in Jesus name come out Um, but yeah it's it's getting to that place where you can just be comfortable in who you are each day because then you're not striving for approval and I remember the exhausting times because yeah we were sharing we've both gone on a similar journey of like really looking within and trying to deal with the stuff that was a bit messy like yeah yeah self-acceptance learning to love who I am um because I used to strive for approval like I was always looking for approval because I didn't know who I was like I hadn't discovered who John was yeah when you're looking for people to say this is who you are you're like you change that hand still feeling like you don't know who you are you they want you to be Mm -hmm. absolutely which again is exhausting yeah it's tiring absolutely Um, and that's not where we should find our identity but it's being kind to myself it's having self-compassion and it's Mm. doing the work like definitely what does doing the work look like for you I mean, it's such a good question. I think it's similar to what you said. You're creeping off screen there again, John. You need to show oh, um, Doing the work for me looks like actively checking in. And I think I have a mate and we'll call each other every now and again and we'll be like, what are the lies you believe in? Because sometimes we forget, that, yeah. mm-hmm. we forget that internal narrative and we can just be so bombarded with our own lies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I do that. I speak to my therapist and they're really like straight on, on the areas. You know, they're quite they know my story so they're very perceptive and what I need to work on Um, and it actually looks like me stepping out of the way and believing God's word over what I think about myself and I think I wouldn't well I hope I would never say that I'm full of pride but I do think pride gets in the way when we're like no I'm really not good enough because we don't actually have the final say over that Jesus does and if we're hidden in Christ which we are we're good enough because Mm -hmm. he says we are and it's so hard sometimes to do the work and just receive his word is better than my opinion of myself yeah um so for me doing the work that's like actively engaging with my emotions and if i feel an insecurity which which is often it you know for me especially in lockdown i have been faced with myself and it's like okay cool yeah that's an insecurity of mine and that's actually an invitation for more healing and that's not a a negative thing um but yeah i think with the perfectionist thing and the social media and how i come across it's not to say um, I'll just be a whatever and it'll be fine but I would encourage you that if you're if you're wanting to be known and if you're wanting to be yourself it looks like stepping out and doing that even if that's not accepted by people which is scary because no one wants to be rejected but you made that good point earlier about uh, when we were talking earlier about the mask and if that's if that's received go yeah. into that a little bit more yeah well I guess I guess whatever version you put out of yourself is um, what you're advertising to the world is it yeah. so if this for example, my hand is your fake version of yourself. So you're being someone else and you're putting that mask yeah. on, not your corona mask. This is like your identity mask. You're putting that version of yourself out there. Yeah. Any love that you're getting from people, any acceptance, any approval, yeah. it's not actually getting into the like depths of who you are. Yeah. So you're actually just putting a false pretense out there. Yeah. So I'm not putting out John. I'm not being vulnerable. So actually no love is flowing through to who I am. So it's yeah. not affirming the identity of who God says I am. So if I'm putting that version of myself out there, it's just, I mean, it's literally yeah. pointless. So any yeah. acceptance, any approval, any love you get, that doesn't exist. That's a fake yes. version of yourself. So <clears throat> again, it's like 
the more healthy, whole and accepting we can become of ourselves, the better we can be there for other people, the better we can go into our communities and really, really love the people around us. And, and we were saying that earlier, weren't we? We don't, we don't do this for fun. Like, this conversation isn't really for us. Like, yeah. this is, we're really passionate about this because we've worked through this ourselves. We're still working through it. And, we're, and I said that we earlier, I'll be doing this. We know it, yeah. And I said, I'll be doing this my whole life. Yeah. Like, I'm going to constantly be on this journey my whole life of yeah. becoming the best version of who I am yeah. because I'm never going to make it never going to make it because I'm not reaching for perfection I'm reaching yeah. for acceptance and I'm reaching to impact those around me through what I've learned yeah and I think but I do think when it goes about the social media thing I think that that's the attractive thing about being yourself and showing the world who you are because when you are authentic it it creates well authenticity again breeds connection and yeah. so when you're vulnerable or when you're authentic and I'm not saying you should go around obviously be careful about who you share your whole life with mm-hmm. and who you are I, I think we should always be authentic but I don't know if we should always be super vulnerable with everyone yeah. around us um, but I think the more we are connected with ourselves the more like you say that mask people aren't it's like we were talking about the imposter thing and if you've been loved because of the mask you're presenting you'll always feel like an imposter because you always feel like I should be wearing this I should be looking away or speaking away or sounding a certain way and you'll always feel like you're not actually been received because it's not it's the mask that's been received not you but the biggest the biggest thing for my life and the reason why I do what I do is because I know the power of just being like I'm going to show up as I am yeah. and whoever accepts that they're worthy of being in my life and if yeah. they don't that's actually not on me that's actually a reflection yeah. of them without sounding savage or yeah. some relationships and friendships I've had to cut out purely because if I can't be me then mm-hmm. then that's kind of that's the signal yeah. isn't it it's, which is hard it's a weird thing isn't it like we we just I remember when I was younger like my whole goal was just to be accepted like at yeah. school in secondary school I remember like at no point was I like who are you John who do you want to be today I was like I will morph into whatever you want me to be right yeah. now just love me just accept me let me sit with you in the playground yeah. let me sit with you at the lunch table like and that's what I was training myself from a young age so 11, 12, 13, 14 love me accept me be my friend um, and you carry that into your 20s like yeah. our mind is so powerful like the neural yes. pathways that we yeah. create when we're growing up it's wild yeah. and into an adult like the stuff that's firing up in our brains when we think certain ways is wild. Those like, patterns that we establish yes, in a bed. It's crazy. So to reverse those, and that's why therapy is so helpful. Yeah. I'm so grateful <coughs> that I can that I can do that. It's a privilege to do therapy, and I and I love getting to process those emotions, process those thoughts because yeah. I need to get out of some of those patterns and stay out of some of those patterns. But none of this has been on my own. Like yeah. every part of it has been vulnerability. And intimacy with other people it's like yeah. I need to be vulnerable with you and I need to let you like into me you see yeah. like I need you yes. to see what's going on here and I need to feel accepted for being who I truly am not who I think I should be but yeah to approve yeah. someone else and I think as well with the, what you say about the neural pathways when it's kind of thinking two things what does this what does this thought how is this thought serving me and then what fruit is it producing? Mm-hmm. So is this is this thought triggering anxiety? Is it affirming a lie? Yeah. Is it affirming an insecurity because I'd rather believe the insecurity rather than being vulnerable? And so for example, with me, I was like, why would, I, why would anyone actually want to hang out with me? So then I'd believe that insecurity because it was easier to believe that than believing someone would want to hang out with me because mm-hmm. then there's chance yeah. of rejection. Yeah. So it's thinking, what's this thought feeding? And then what's the fruit on it? So if it's like, if it then starts producing um, fear or doubt, you talk a lot about the feelings wheel. If mm-hmm. it starts producing something negative, it's like, is this actually God's best yeah. for my life? Yeah. Because I want to believe what's God's best. And again, yeah. it's setting aside our pride and just been like, God, if that's like what you mm-hmm. say, 
then I'll, I'd rather believe that. Talk a bit yeah. about the feelings wheel, though, because that's quite helpful. I love the feelings wheel. Yeah, I guess it's it's um, does it line up with what God's saying about about you as well? Yeah. Just to tag off the back of that, like anything you feel, like feelings, I say often and not. Well, no, I say it's not. I didn't come up with this, but feelings are not always facts. Like feelings yeah. are yeah. brilliant. Like you go through probably hundreds of them a day. I had a really feelings day yesterday. Just so mm. many up and down feelings. Not like re- hardly any of them were facts, especially when you're feeling anxious. Like yes. you know, an- anxiety is just you making up these horrible scenarios in your head that are very unlikely to happen, but mm. if they feel so real in the moment. Yeah. But I try and remind fair. people feelings are not facts, and I think we can be quite. Um, and I don't mean this in an insulting way I just don't think we were trained on emotions I think we can be quite ignorant to our emotions sometimes and we just go to the like oh I'm happy or I'm sad or I'm yes. low or I'm high and it's like there are so many emotions Yeah. <clears throat> so the feelings wheel is a wheel Google it, it's great and it will just have all the different emotions that will come out so there'll be the simple ones in the middle like happy, sad, angry um, I can't remember what the other ones are now um, need to check it when I get home and then there's loads of other ones around it that will literally get you to a point where you can identify and name what you're feeling because when you name that feeling it doesn't mean you're necessarily agreeing with it but you're actually giving um, voice to your language heart so you're actually giving it, yeah. language to it and you're saying oh actually I'm not feeling sad I'm feeling insecure and I'm feeling yeah. um, it, oh, it kind word. of channels out from it doesn't it so yeah. it would say like sad and then it would have a the further ring around it would be yeah like insignificant and then out of that would be fear or whatever so So you'll go from yeah yeah. so you'll go from sadness to insecure to insignificant and you'll be like okay I'm not feeling sad like that's not my main emotion it's like I'm actually feeling really insignificant why am I feeling insignificant is that the truth of who I am no I'm just feeling that way so what do I need in this moment yeah looking at the need and looking at what was the trigger I I often think if I'm feeling this kind of thing right now, what has been a conversation yep. that's triggered that? Is it something, is it an experience that's just happened? Mm-hmm. Have I just seen something online? Have I just remembered something from the past and immediately it comes in and it's like, what are we partnering yeah. with? Because we can either agree with that. I was talking about shame yesterday with my therapist. Am I agreeing with that or am I gonna say, well, shame would mean, makes my career of the cross. I'm mm-hmm. like, what am I gonna yeah. believe? And we actually have a decision to make sometimes on like, this for me I used to be so insecure there's no way I would have gone on camera before with the stain on my top and a ring like reflection in the background but I didn't care anymore who I am but I think like for me you know it's like actually that lie that insecurity or that feeling has actually had its day Mm. if there was a purpose in it it served it I'm not going to entertain it anymore and sometimes we have to just be we can sometimes make relationship with these thoughts because they're familiar and then that familiarity is yeah we partner because it's comfortable it doesn't mean it's right it's just habitual behavior and so what would you recommend for people watching this that are like man i haven't just got one thought i've got 10 of them and they're regular and it's actually it can be scary to disassociate with them yeah 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 because we almost get into that i guess we learn coping mechanisms we learn um ways to yeah to cope and to and to numb as well like we just want to check out sometimes when you're feeling overwhelmed you just want to check out and that's why i encourage people to name it like when you don't know what's going on internally it is it's terrifying it's scary we love control as humans like I think we were wired to like want control all the time. Um, so naming it is a brilliant idea because as soon as you name it, it takes the power away from it. So yeah. it's like, this doesn't have power over me. I'm not insignificant. That's not who I am. I'm not insecure. That's not who I am. That's just what I'm feeling. Yeah, that's So good. name yeah, that's it, true. but name it with someone. Like, And I've done this on my Instagram lately, like encouraging people to reach out. And I, mm-hmm. it's not an easy thing to reach out at all. So I know I'm not just saying reach out. Like 
right now because I know it's hard but I know you are worthy yeah. of someone else's time so reach out and, and name what you're feeling just say to your friend hey I'm actually feeling really insignificant yeah. because they're not connected to that feeling so they don't feel unless they're deeply empathizing with you which hopefully they are but they're not having the same feelings as you you're having a really intense feeling whereas they can come at a completely yeah. different angle and be like John, you're not insignificant, that's not who you are. And they can kind of like lower the stakes of that emotion that you're experiencing yeah. and, and actually just speak truth into you. So yeah. whenever you're going through something like this, isolation will tell you you're not enough. Shame will tell you you're not enough. But if you can get around people that know you well and that you trust and that you feel safe with, they can speak the truth into you. I was just about to say that because I was wondering if you guys were thinking, that's cool, but how do I choose those people? Yeah. And for me, that was definitely a process. I used to overshare all the time. I was like, well, someone just loved me. Here's all my stuff. Stuff without yeah. actually thinking this is precious cargo yeah. and I'm going to hand it as a gift to someone that I trust so I would say think about like who are the people in here like what is the fruit of hanging out with that person or that group of friends mm. how do they make you feel do they encourage you are they champions of you do they when you share a need they actually turn it around onto themselves in their situation that they're going through which sometimes you know that's that's cool that they can share but there's also a time of yeah. you've been like I just need to talk about me for a little yeah, bit yeah, and then we can talk about yeah, yeah. because otherwise you've just let you you that need's not been met yeah. and it's okay to have a need it's okay for everyone has needs yeah. without it becoming codependency but we we just say like i'm gonna champion you i'm gonna be in you like the girl that i share my lives with it's like yeah. we've committed to being each in each other's lives and so we share the stuff Absolutely. um and allow each other to have the mic for a bit and yeah. so i would encourage you guys to think about who am i giving the mic to and what are they speaking into me and what are they feeding are they feeding that i used to have some mates that fed insecurities and actually I was like, I don't know if this is yeah. helpful. I like that about giving the mic. Giving the mic. Hello. <laughs> Who are you giving the mic to? <laughs> Me. Um, but no, I think that's really good. And it's being clear in your communication. So if you're going to hang out with a, with a friend like one-on-one, -on -one, for example, just be clear before. Just send a text and be like, hey mate, so glad we're catching up. Um, just to let you know I've had a pretty rough night didn't sleep could we just spend like the first mm. bit chatting about how i'm feeling because i'm not feeling yeah. great so kind of set the expectations of the hang because yeah. sometimes I, I used to be so powerless and so passive um and still can be sometimes but it was definitely worse back in the day i'd i'd expect them to read my mind so i would go yeah. to those kind of events and i wouldn't set them up i wouldn't set myself up for success i wouldn't set them up for yeah. success they think we're just hanging and chilling so i go there with yeah. banter and we're laughing a bag of issues yeah literally like, okay. my absolute bag of absolute <laughs> Yeah, issues on my back, like Santa Claus. And I'm like, why are you not reading my mind? Why can yeah. you not see that I'm not okay? Why are you not asking that I'm not okay? And that was me being really, I guess that was me not feeling worthy of taking that time. It's, well, it's a vulnerable thing to say. It's a really if I thing. Talk about my issues because yeah. we don't yeah. want to be seen as a burden. Excuse me, can you uh, just make it about me, please? <laughs> yeah. But it is, it's really scary. Yeah. It's like, yeah, because you're, and I actually had it yesterday. So I was FaceTiming two friends um, that I've, I've been on a trip through Bethel. We've been to the Middle East together. Yeah. And they could tell I wasn't okay from the start, but we had actually set up the call to talk about one of them specifically. Right, so I was yeah. like, oh, no, this is really bad. Like, there's no way can I make this about me. Yeah. But they were like, no, John, this is okay. Like, you need to talk about this. They knew the situation that I was triggered by. So they yes. were like, process, like, let yourself process now. Shout out to Stacey and Erica. Great friends. Um, but it's been but it's been powerful in knowing that you're worthy because mm. inside I was like I'm not worthy for this right now so I was yeah. pushing my needs aside where it's like John you are enough yeah but was, I mean it's also that though is also kindness of thinking this person had said set yeah. it up but then the kindness yes. of your mates to be like no we're actually good let's, yeah. let's address this because it's attention isn't it it's like yeah 
because yeah because it's oh, it feels a bit vulnerable saying this but sometimes I can be quite a dominant person so sometimes I do panic because I'm like yeah. I have taken the spotlight for a while now yeah yeah <laughs> um, I'm an entertainer so it's like I like entertaining people so, so I do <laughs> hello and welcome um, so yeah sometimes I do panic that I'm like oh have I been in the spotlight too yeah. late do I need to go back into the that's shadows? hard though isn't it we were talking do you about feel that, that Anna yeah <laughs> over to you <laughs> Yes. Well, I do because I was yeah. saying earlier, like, I felt like, I mean, I do have a big person. We've both got big personalities. Mm. And the good thing about that is it can be fun. But yeah. then the bad side of that, the side that I've struggled with is I never want to be seen as too much. Too much. And too much, not enough. Too much, Constant not enough. Balance. Constant balance. I thought, yeah, but I think that's because <clears> I used to use my bigness of my personality because yeah. I didn't feel enough, so I'd become yeah. bigger. Whereas mm. now it's having that relationship of, like, no, that's the past, Anna. This isn't. Yeah. This isn't coming out of me being big. This is me coming out of like yeah, I'm a good powerfully word. communicating. Yeah. What would you say is Pat? You mentioned it earlier, and I don't know if it's like language that everyone, particularly mm. in the UK, uses. Powerful people and powerless people. Yeah. Well, oh, you just said something really good that I just wanted to tag on to. Oh, please. But then I'm trying to remember what you said. Well, it was it's that it's that remembering who you are. So yeah. that was the old Anna you were saying. Yeah. So in those moments when you're. So yesterday, I was I was checking into the old John. It's like the old John is insecure. The old John doesn't feel worthy. The old John doesn't feel enough. So it's that check in your heart of like, no, John, like this is because sometimes you can go through like loads of healing, like years of it and years of therapy and years of breakthrough and years mm. of all the stuff you've worked on, and then you feel like you've gone ten steps backwards, yeah. but you haven't. Like yeah. you haven't. And I just want to affirm you if you ever feel like that, just try and stand in the truth that you've grown in that moment because mm. it's remembering. It's like no, that's not who I am anymore. Yeah. Like. That's who I used to be, but actually this is the this is the current John that's doing his best. Like this yeah. is the current John that's gonna be kind to himself. This is the current John that's gonna try and be powerful. Yeah. What I mean by powerful, so powerful and powerless is is kind of in the way that you um, view yourself, but also the way that you communicate. Yeah. So powerless was going to that coffee with no needs whatsoever. So inside I had these needs. My heart needed to be heard. My heart needed to be listened to. My heart needed my friend to just listen to me for a good 10 minutes. Yeah. So so a powerful bit of communication could have been ringing my mate and saying, hey mate, um, just to let you know, not doing great, haven't slept well, feeling not enough at yeah. all, feeling less than enough. Like, can we just have a little chat at the start? Um, that would feel really powerful. That would be a huge win for me because I do struggle to do that still. Like it still feels uncomfortable, yeah. but I know it's good for me. Whereas powerless would just be turning yeah. up and being a bit of a victim and just sitting there yes. moping like, why is this not about me? Like, why are we yeah. just laughing and giggling? When you hadn't communicated. When I hadn't communicated. Yeah. So why would he know? And yeah. I haven't been, I haven't felt worthy enough to communicate in a powerful yeah. way. So does that work for an example? Yeah, no, I think so. I think when I first heard the powerful and powerless, yeah. I actually didn't like it because it triggered insecurity. What if I'm not powerful? Mm. But actually it was like, let me, learn, yeah, let me learn what it means. Let me learn the language. So for me, an example would be um, assumption, which I guess is what John's saying. It's like going to something um, and not letting everyone, not, be, not being passive mm. and yeah. not, not thinking yeah. everyone in the room is just going to assume, oh dear, there we go. <laughs> We're on the screen table. <laughs> not assuming that everyone here knows what I'm thinking what I'm feeling and letting them do my thinking mm. that's powerless because as soon as someone's doing your thinking for you you've given them the power to decide the outcome yeah. whereas if I communicate my need yep. I'm in control yeah. of the outcome that's really good yeah and you've handed the power over yeah. in that moment yeah and I think that's what what sorry and I think that's the thing with this whole thing on like being comfortable with ourselves it's being comfortable enough to say I value myself enough 
to communicate and value myself enough to be powerful but this is all a journey I mean we're not perfect at it we're just talking about four or five or six years of experience yeah. of practicing it and it's a Still daily decision it. to make yeah and some days I'm the most victim person actually my therapist said to me um last month I think or last week maybe I can't it's been that long <laughs> lockdown is long um but he was talking about pity and he was like and the thing is with he was talking about shame and he was like, that actually links with a pity party. And mm. I've never linked the two before, but he was saying that you can sit in this thing on, I've done this thing, or my past says this, um, I should have tried, all the shoulds, I should have yeah, tried harder. And then you just sit feeling <clears throat> in a bit of a pity party rather than, okay, that has happened. I can't change it, but I can change the outcome mm. of where I'm going. And that again has been powerful. I'm like, right, I'm done with these insecurities yeah. now. They're, what, how they're serving me. Yeah. the boring yeah. I need to move forward and receive what God's got and he's always got something better mm-hmm. and just remembering we're not aiming for perfection yeah. so and even as we're talking it's like how can I give the best version of the story it's like well no actually I'm yeah. going to constantly best. mess up like, I'm doing my best like I'm yeah. doing my absolute best and I'm not going to get this right because it's not about getting it right like, these yeah. are these are great tips that we've learned that we find helpful yeah. but it does not mean we're getting them right all the time at all like, <laughs> it's because we get them wrong that we learn yeah. to give the advice and then you get to grow in those moments so yeah. it's like those moments where I do feel shame it's like great shame has come up against me I don't feel enough how can I get out of that pit of absolute despair and then you get to work through it again and whether that's with you or your therapist or your friends like it's it's such those are the opportunities for growth and then the really exciting part for me you become like really aware of what other people need and this is why I love this message of emotional health so much and I'm so grateful for God and his message of identity and family and acceptance because it gives you all of this language that helps other people so much. So yeah. people that that really do not feel enough, like you can you can sense that, and then you get to stand in the gap for them because it's like yes. people that are a bit younger than you, perhaps that haven't got to go on that journey. Then yeah. and they're so excited because it's like I've been there, like I know what it's like, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm not perfect, I've not arrived, but I've got some tools that are going to help you. Yeah. Um, so it helps you become aware of what other people need I think that's why we keep banging on this drum particularly through Instagram that's the form of communication right now but anyone that talks to us individually I say that we're a duo it's just yeah, reducing the things but I think that's why we're so passionate about saying you are enough you are you yeah. are loved Jesus meets the need because we have been in that mm. place where it's like and we continue to be in that place where we feel it and so we know the truth of it from the other side and he really he really does always meet the need it's just it's just true like even when we've I don't think God ordains disappointment but I do think that he can perfect it and make it okay again and I I think that he can always use it to glorify himself and so whatever you guys are going through through lockdown or whenever you're listening to this it's like God can use whatever you're going through right now he can use your emotional health journey he can use your spiritual journey he can use your relationship journey to always he'll always perfect it if you give it and just yield to him like give way to him and sometimes giving way like I remember when I lived in America they had the word yield on the floor and I didn't even know yeah, what it meant I was like what's happening what is yield I had to google it and um <laughs> it means stop I was like, I think I know. give drove, way drove there for three years didn't yeah. know <laughs> <laughs> it means give way and I remember that I was talking to my mate um, last week and I was just saying actually that's really powerful because when you give way all the other cars are going past and you can think they're going ahead of me they're having their time and giving way is, is it feels like an insecure time but actually when we give way to God he allows us to move and step out at the right time. So if you're going through something hard right now or if you're just feeling a bit deflated or like you're missing your chance, you're actually giving way for God to do what he needs to do in your heart and it might feel like a season of pause. You're just giving way for him to move and then you will have your season where you can come out and and move. But yeah, I guess that's my encouragement that 
as you finish like listening to this podcast that you just be able to be more comfortable in your own skin whatever that looks like even if that's been silly or been more serious like sometimes we can you and I can both use humor as a cover-up for actually how how my therapist said that to me was that yeah yeah my therapist said to me is that you definitely (laughs) present yourself to be a very strong person but really you're really tender on the inside and I really am I'm so soft on the inside but I know I can present and come across as Mm. I've got it all together I'm really strong but actually it's all right to have a cry it's okay to feel really tender so yeah so whatever like engage with that emotion if you're thinking I need to be like not I need to be strong as in I need to put it together but actually I need to use my voice Mm. or maybe it's I'm going to just lean into being really tender today and that's okay and just listening to those those needs and it's doing that and it's being powerful with God isn't it it's like we get to co-labour with him so he's not like this is all up to you now this is not like an independent journey this is not a journey void of God it's like this is very much a journey with him so I very much see this whole thing like he's absolutely at the centre of it he's absolutely by my side he's absolutely within my heart like he's the absolute foundation of who I am and and what I need so it's getting to be powerful with him because he really trusts us like as much as we trust him he trusts us so Mm. he trusts us to make great decisions but sometimes we make terrible decisions but there doesn't need to be shame in that because he's not putting it there like he doesn't see you any less for messing up he doesn't see you any less for um not being perfect because he never expected it yeah yeah absolutely there was something that um gosh i can't remember the lyric but i listened to a song the other day and it basically says i can never i can never let him down because i wasn't holding him up anyway like we're not holding jesus up he's holding us up so we can never let him down because we're not carrying him he carries us so if you make a great decision amazing but you can't do anything to make him love you more and you can't do anything to make him love you less you just loved so I just like bless you guys, whoever is listening to this, like if there's been one one part of this that's blessed you or encouraged you, just know that you're loved as you are. There's no shame. God's got so much mercy and grace and love for you. Um so yeah, will you will you bless yeah, us as we go? Way. Yeah, that's a good way to finish, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I just I just bless your journey of like your identity, I bless who you are, I bless who you're not yet as well, mm. and for you to be kind to yourself and for you to have compassion and self-compassion when you need it, to know that you're doing a great job and just as you are, like is enough. Like loving yourself is one of the most amazing gifts you can give those around you as well. So mm. this is never a selfish journey, I think mm, so often, and especially as Christians, if you're a Christian absolute helicopter landing to give you a but loving yourself is an amazing gift to give the world and I think so many it's been difficult for the Christian um, community yeah. to accept loving ourselves because it's like hang on we should be loving everyone else it's like absolutely that is loving. Like, I yeah. agree we yeah. should be doing that but if you don't love yourself how are you going to love others well so learn to love yourself and love others really well so yeah bless you thanks for listening and See you next time. See you next time. Can use that for. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.